0: So if you've been watching the events in South Miami, you're going to think that the police are once again racist and clamping down on college students of color. Um, But if you get out there and look, you're going to realize that. uh, Oh, and then there's the COVID angle, right? Sort of the the partial COVID use thing. Um, I'd like to talk about that and and kind of sort of perhaps try to connect it to the mistakes we make um, when we do no planning, poor planning, misdirected planning, or, or we just don't set it goals. I, and honestly, I was not much of a goal person for very for probably the first half of my life or more uh but now i am kind of it's disturbing when i see people that have no goals uh and i'll get into that in a bit maybe it'll make a little more sense but uh, so there are um many 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 videos of fights and disturbances and destruction and things chaos going on in south miami spring break 2021 here uh Now, I'm not really one much for looking up videos of fights anymore. Um, People are submitting, they're posting up uh, social media, a bunch of these crazy cell phone videos. And it doesn't really help a case. But we'll see that it really doesn't matter who the offenders are and such because when a society wants to promote a certain concept, that's all we're going to get. And there's going to be a a justice department that's complicit or whatever or very allowing. Um, I'm really not big on looking at those videos of fights anymore. Uh, A while back, somebody suggested I look into a few of them to see where things were going with kind of like uh, street fights. So I I guess you could actually pick up some kind of benefit from reviewing some of these fights with kind of like a game film i looking at like game tapes like these two to see how they uh how which plays work and which plays don't and what people are likely to do to get a little tactical advantage you know but i can't do that uh because it didn't take long to realize that a lot of those videos are very disturbing and now and 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 having said that it's kind of odd for me to ask but if you'd like to know really what the deal is you might have to may have to yourself look at some of them to understand because there's thousands of them out there. There's There are so many of these videos of what's happened this spring break in South Miami. Uh, but you're going to see all the article headlines say the police are are racist and stuff, trying to shut it down. Well, there are a lot of minority shop owners, residents, who are being terrorized. Um, and, yeah, I, I, somebody may say, well, why is it... Uh, a racist thing because most of the in fact all of the videos the, the short clips that were part of a montage i guess um the low quality or whatever but it's all it's all black college students they they swarmed on south miami and uh they're destroying things down there uh shop owners are losing out on they they have they're incurring losses they're losing out on business etc cetera, etc cetera. um so the, the police presence and subsequent arrests are uh, either racially motivated or a COVID thing. They're, they just picked their headline, I guess. Recall that there was no COVID enforcement during Antifa BLM riots, um, where people were actually setting out to physically clash in closed quarters with a bunch of other people. Um, so the next logical logical progression uh, is is this curiously absent rule of law mentality? This it's absent. Not only did the protections of property rights for business, uh, you know, business owners and personal property rights, they kind of went missing in 2020. Uh, but these politicians were also part of these bail fund setups. So not only if you you know they said, hey, the police were going to be there. There won't be enough of police force uh, to arrest you. But if you do get arrested we'll help you out, help you get out. Um, rules were changed for that. Nothing on your record. Go bye-bye. Uh, and if you caught yesterday's episode about the link between mothers who smoke during pregnancy and how it produces boys six times as likely to have aggressive antisocial, uh, anti-authority behavioral issues, combine that with poverty and single parent upbringing, and you end up with, you know, something closer to reality. Uh, and it's an honest conversation I'm trying to have. Uh, and I'll admit, because I'm, what I'm admitting to is that the deck is kind of stacked against some people in our, in our country, in our society, statistically speaking. Uh, and the next point I should make is that it's ridiculous to change a society to embrace this in this manner rather than. Why aren't people offering solutions, right? And I'd, I'd, I have, actually haven't been very good, very good at that myself. Offering solutions, I'm more of like a question, ask questions, think for yourself kind of person. But uh, maybe we'll change that. So we have solutions that we're always, we're we're being handed them, offered. They're being offered to us all the time. Uh, Why don't they follow the same pattern as other problems we face? Uh, We're supposed to trust science, uh, yet ignore science when it's politically, you know, convenient for them. They tell us to ignore it. So here's where the political convenience ties to the spring break deception uh, into the destruction of our collective future, and that's why I was talking about uh, we're actually worse off on plans and goals that are all designed to change what where we have where we are today, what we had yesterday, uh, what's going on, because they're going to bring about a change in our future for our children that I don't think they fully understand. Um, And I would say it's another one of those, be careful what you wish for, part deux. Uh, Because you need to be even more careful about your actions because they might not be aligned with your desires. I don't know what kind of future these people want to win by changing, radically transforming the country, right? And and people close to me uh, who frustrate me the most you know, typically uh, are those who don't plan or have set goals of any kind. It kind of shuts me down too, honestly. Uh, I have my own set of issues and sometimes people will point them out to me as well. But I think there's sometimes there's a difference when... And these people aren't necessarily superior or inferior to me or vice versa, uh, you know, nor am I to them. But most of the actions... I would need to take to reach my goals right now would force me to uh, unwind prior commitments that uh, are that continued beyond reasonable durations. You know, especially with this COVID stuff, uh, the, the plans they had going had to be put on hold. So, in other words, I'm engaging in tasks right now that would increase some form of hardship on another person or other people. Uh, and using this test principle, Uh, I ask the only person in my life who can reasonably place expectations upon me. You know, I have a girlfriend of several years now. uh, And I ask her what keeps her from moving forwards. And and that's a problem, you know, without any kind of goals or misspoken goals or very little intention or desire to actually reach them. uh, She doesn't see the lack of forward progress as being less than ideal. And I do. I guess most of you, do. there's the whole reasonable or unreasonable expectation question in there, of course. Um, but I will allow that this is quite a, the challenge for people um, who provide special assistance or above, well above average assistance to family members or very near loved ones or whatever. But if you're rioting on spring break for a week or two, you probably aren't a visiting angel, you know, you could say, safely. Uh, and what in what future do some people envision what where do they picture them so let's take policing and merit-based decisions uh, out of the decision-making process that we've had right um, for instance so let's just look at what we know we know that community-based policing is a goal and the problem with that would be in the inconsistency uh, and it's locality driven, would drive us towards tribalism. Now, this is from the very same people who claim to who claim tribalism with whites is a bad thing. Um, and I'll I'll admit, I'm chewing gum almost every day. I'm doing this podcast, but there's a good reason for it. I have one functioning saliva gland, so without it, I would be taking constant breaks for water. So if you hear me clacking on gum. My sincerest apologies. <clears throat> so th- I have a theory. People think they understand people in other groups, people who may, they or maybe they even I, seem to identify or believe that these other people belong to another group, but they won't communicate with or study that other group, but they think they understand all of the the attributes associated with it, right? So... I know within the last few years we've had a number of statements from politicians popular liberals and the media uh, they're trying to paint the picture that people who aren't where they deserve to be in life fully understand what it takes to be successful in in their lives uh, and you can go ahead and fill in your own definition of what successful is everybody's is a little bit different uh, one event, of one event uh i think they like to refer to as when uh, this mysterious when all of us get white folks get together on the first thursday of every month in ned's blue barn on route 30 to discuss how to hold people of color down there's this whole wh- wh- where's this conspiracy thing to hold somebody else back um it's it's pretty weird the reality could be that uh, living successful and for me it's kind of like doing what you want being happy and grateful even before you're like really comfortable by financial measures. Um, and that means in a sense, finding a place where you fit into the system. Uh, but you aren't trying to, so you're you're really not trying to swing around an aircraft carrier to pick up a beach ball, right? That's what, that's what they're trying to, this is what they're trying to do. Uh, and I don't know if it's exclusive uh, to the United States right now or what. Um, Now, they don't see those actions as part of the plan to swing around that aircraft carrier to pick up a beach ball because that's kind of what our society is like. It is not an agile light. It's not a jet ski, you know, and the the kind of momentum that it takes to sustain uh, and keep people healthy and fed and relatively safe, it's not this agile little craft and I don't understand why we're just going to just get rid of police, right? We're just going to get rid of police or uh, radically overhaul the attorneys generals, uh, the the prosecutors and district attorney st- arrangement because there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. Uh, so I wonder how much of today's or, or even better yesterday's more effective type of communication because we used to talk. Remember, we used to talk. Uh, you would have... L- minor disagreements amicable uh conversations with people who have, who hold different ideologies right uh that that's fairly rare uh it would be interesting to find places where that still exists and it probably does in certain you know locations in the u.s but i don't i've moved around a bit over the last few years and i haven't really seen much of it uh, it's gotten worse, not better. You think we get better at communicating, but we don't. So uh, I, what part of society would be left for uh, even radicals, right, uh, to fit into? Because the real question is, how do you per- prepare yourself? How do you have the skill sets necessary for the unseen? Because we know we have a a known entity or we have we kind of understand the game. Uh, there's no idea what the United States is really going to look like if a lot of these changes get pushed through. How do you how do you how do you prepare for that, for the unknown? Uh, they have no idea what tomorrow will, will require of them. N- nor do I. Right. Um, but will it really matter since there aren't really any decent shared goals or plans for today and I assume it's unlikely that they'll set goals or plans because if they did they would evaluate it where their opportunities and such are now and they would have probably would have found where they fit and they wouldn't be trying to tear everything down because that's when you when you look and you see uh, when you can line yourself up with something you kind of go for it and that Angst against the system goes away because you see where you're, uh, where you have a chance to make something, to do something, and then it's where you get your uh, that that feeling of satisfaction that you're contributing, you're doing something for yourself, uh, and you're moving towards what your mind would say you're successful and happy, kind of where you are, and you're just kind of tweak it, just kind of subtle improvements. so I made a reference to setting things up for future generations in the intro, and um, it's puzzling that people who advocate for sustainability also want to disturb that momentum that business continue. I was referring to, and, and I'm not in a position to um, share breaking news on this in this podcast. Uh, I don't have trusted sources, exclusive sources, or anything. So my thing is asking questions based on things I've picked up during some travels, and um, you know the liberals referred to things under their "our shared experience" umbrella. Uh, and I've you know through some uh, decent education, and more recent, I went back and finished uh, a bachelor's program. I'm partway through a master's program, so, and I've had a fairly, well, relatively bizarre life, you could say, in the last decade or so, that uh, reduced my exposure to m- the number of people I would come I would come across long before COVID nineteen. Um, so I I just think that the the concept that we're gonna uh, overthrow things. Uh, the overthrow business isn't really good for sustainability. And it's kind of my laugh at the celebrity notion that uh, us white folks all all stick together or that there's some sort of a system out there, an oppressive system. Uh, I have no idea where all that comes from, really, Uh, because I think we more find ourselves feeling like we're part of activities, common activities, uh, range from you know light responsibility downright burdensome if they're not the uh, preferred type activities. Uh, I think there's a less connectedness that we have. you'll see this less connectedness uh, as you move away from the urban population centers uh we not we don't have the same types of interactions I actually prefer the country in a quiet setting. But when it comes to people, just to to lump together who is respected by or um, who, will, who will work well with another, take someone, say, a half Italian, which might endear that person to some Italians, but not at all because he or she might not be 100% Italian. So you have that. And uh, even whites have uh, been judged by others, uh, by what others might consider the lowest denominator in their ancestry, once they know it. And uh, then there's the whole activity thing, you know, judged on that too. This is one of those your mileage may vary situations, of course. Um, maybe we're just too judgmental. But some people have it in their minds that society has to control the minds, all of the minds of other people in all conditions. And and we see more of that, um, popping up every day. We have, uh, president Biden saying that he understands Xi Jinping, his need to control the people. And some of those types of methods of control we're seeing here and Congress is pushing for him. And, um, I don't think that bodes well. Uh, so this is part of the under uh, the destruction of the underpinnings. A little tongue-tied and twisted. Uh, so these we're looking to destroy these things, and it's going to set the stage for unknown outcomes. And you you'll hear me say uh, things like the sustainability. W- we know where we're at. We know where we'd like to be, and I guess part of it is. Liberals don't want to have to f- argue or fight the point uh, to get these changes, but they're not arguing on all f- all facts on things. Uh, the science of the Green New Deal, I still think it's a, uh, it's it's crazy, it's insanity. Nobody says that climate change would be a good thing if it gets out of control, but I say that the people who are telling us that we need to listen and do as they say are also hypocrites because some of their agenda items directly cause increases in greenhouse gas, greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, mass migration being one and offshoring and allowing countries who do not have to monitor and control emissions the way we do, letting them take over those op- operations, manufacturing, it's just dumb. If truly your goal is to Save the planet. You're going to have to have t- have a conversation that includes all of those things. And you have AOC, all for bringing in anywhere from a million and a half to three million uh, people this year. Hey, I they, they've got it rough where they are. Um, there's ways to fix that, that also don't harm the environment. That's what we need to, to know. We China should be producing. We should not allow we should keep limits on what China does for us. We can't tell them what to do right now. Um, but we cannot we can choose to not task them to manufacture the amounts of goods that they are right now for us because they're completely unregulated. And then we're supposed to pay for carbon emissions that are far below what they have for the, you know, equal outputs. Because that's how you'd have to, that's how you have to apples and apples compare that. So maybe these people really do have a great goal after all to make everyone not know where they're going to be a good fit. That levels the playing field. It's not bringing everybody up. It's bringing the best down. Kind of like a great reset, huh? Well, anyways, sustainability would be harder uh, when the things that sustain us are challenged or removed and that's a uh, that's it for today take care and god bless